Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We are Paris, Alana, and Rusty. Friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Thanks for joining for another episode of the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. It is Rusty and Alana here, and um, we're kind of going to pick up where we left off in our last episode, kind of. So in case you haven't listened to it, in our last episode, we touched on a missional marriage and what that looks like, what it means, and how we can do that, (laughs) what it looks like. So um, we talked about, you know, talking, sitting down with your spouse, figuring out, you know, writing down what are your gifts, what are your passions, um, things like that, or your spiritual gifts, and then looking at the list and, you know, weaving the web of, okay, how are these connected? Are there, you know, correlations between yours and mine? Are there ways we can um, balance each other out with them? And then going through and figuring out, okay, you know, what's our purpose here? How can we, you know, go through our marriage with a kingdom mindset, thinking of eternity, not just thinking of now and, you know, self-gratification and all these other things, but instead, how can we bless those around us? How can we shine Jesus's love to those in our paths and along our way? So here we are again, <laughs> talking about missional marriages. We are back. <laughs> yep. All Good. right. So I want to just jump this off straight out the gate and we're gonna actually be sharing quite a bit of scripture with you guys today because we can talk all we want but we want to make sure that you guys know this is a hundred percent backed up by the word of god and so because we touched on using your gifts discussing your gifts sitting down and asking friends to share what they see as a gift that the holy spirit has put on you We are going to just review over those today for you guys, because we want to make sure that you guys go into this equipped and knowing what your gift is or knowing how to ascertain through the Holy Spirit what your gift is. So I am going to start. I am going to read out of 1 Corinthians um, chapter 12, and it is all about spiritual gifts. And we're going to start at chapter... We're going to start at chapter 12, verse 4. <laughs> and I'm wearing a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. So, so he's going to learn about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, too. It's only a matter of time anyway. So yeah, starting at verse 4, it says, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does this work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help one another. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice or wisdom. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages or tongues, while another person is given the ability to interpret what is being said. 
It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. And so I wanted to start off with that because number one, in verse seven, it says a spiritual gift is given to each of us. So Mm -hmm. that's my first point I just wanted to share because you might be out there saying, well, I don't have a spiritual gift or I don't know what my spiritual gift is. But right here, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, it says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us. And then the second part of that exact uh, verse says, so that we can help each other. So we talked about sitting down with your spouse and saying, hey, babe, what are you bringing to this, the kingdom mission of our marriage? What am I bringing to this kingdom mission of our marriage? We each have at least something that the Holy Spirit has put in us. Let's join those forces together and just do an incredible work for the kingdom. And so mm-hmm. we wanted to share that. So we've, we brush over, I think there's nine gifts that it speaks about there. But I also just wanted to say this, we cannot ch- pick and choose what gift we are given as yeah. it wraps up there. And it says it is the only the Holy Spirit who distributes these gifts and he alone decides which gift each person should have. And Mm -hmm. so maybe you're like, man, I'd really love to prophesy. I would love to get up front. I would love to, I would love to be that person who can work miracles, but maybe Holy Spirit gave you the ability to speak in tongues. Maybe the Holy Spirit gave you the ability to encourage somebody to have great faith. You just get what you get. And so we want to really tell you to pray, ask Holy Spirit, Hey, Mm -hmm. highlight, uncover, let people start pointing out, you know, what they see in me. Like, Hey, you know what? You're super good at teaching. You're super good at doing whatever X, Y, Z that we just have highlighted. You have great faith. Your faith encourages me. Yeah. So pray and ask for that wisdom for God to start revealing whatever gift he has placed within you. And then we also have Romans 12, three through eight. So Alana, you wanna read that for us? Yeah, you bet. So it says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies, have many parts and each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you a leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness for others, do it gladly. And I think too, it's good to note that, you know, if there's a gift that you're like, oh yeah, I really want that one. Or I I see the rumblings of it in me, but I don't know what it looks like in its fullness. Yeah. um, I would encourage you to find someone who does have that gift and get them to, you know, lay hands on you and pray for you and, you know, yes. the, you know, the impartation of the gift and, you know, and have them like, you know, mentor you in a sense to be like, how, how do you think I could be growing in this gift? You know, obviously praying through that as well. But I think 
it's like we had mentioned in our previous episode, you can have more than one gift. And yes. so if you have one and you're like, you know, but I'd really like to grow in this, I think this would be really powerful and it would be, you know, influential in my circles. And I think I could reach a lot of, you know, people for the kingdom in this gift, ask for it, you know, ask, seek, knock, right. You don't have, because you don't ask. So I think it's something to be true for spiritual gifts as well. Yes. And I mean, we see in scripture, it also says, um, that everybody, you know, he would encourage everybody to have the gift of prophecy. And so you can absolutely say, Hey God, I don't have this gift right now, but I want to learn how to prophesy. So show me what, uh, a gift of prophecy would look like in my life. How do you want me to walk that out? And I also just want to share because I, you know, we're not going into this thinking that everybody a hundred percent is being taught this same thing. And so I just want to throw this scripture out there because this was Jesus. And he said, he who believes in me, the works that I do, so he shall do also greater works than this even what will he do because i am going back unto my father and so jesus before he went back up to heaven he was like hey guys i'm about to peace out of here but (laughs) there's still a lot of work to be done so not only am i giving this ability to you but because the holy spirit is coming because he said hey i gotta leave but somebody even greater is coming like rejoice because you're not just limited to me in this body. Like now the Holy Spirit gets to come and sweep across the earth and do whatever he wants to do. And mm-hmm. he's saying, so you're going to get to do even greater than these things. We mm-hmm. know what Jesus did. Jesus got to cast out demons. He got to raise people from the dead. He got to do miracles. He got to do a ton of things. And people get caught up in thinking, well, I can't do that. I am no Jesus. None of us are Jesus, but (laughs) Jesus said, you're going to go do these things and even greater. And so we have to take that for all that it's worth. He told us, and he wants us to be doing this work. The kingdom needs this work to be done. This is what it looks like to walk and talk and be the hands and feet of Jesus is Mm -hmm. to be going out and doing these things. Yeah. And so branching on from there because that's a lot but we <laughs> wanted to make sure that you guys had kind of <laughs> i'm gonna get on my off my preaching soapbox here um but you know it's a lot but we want to equip you guys with knowing okay so these are the gifts they lifted off i definitely had people tell me you've got great leadership ability or mm. i see you teaching and you're such a good teacher like you lay things out for people so they can really understand it and so just to just kind of be meditating on these thoughts and on these gifts that scripture mentions and to bring those to the feet of jesus and say what would you have me do with this and then yeah. also with your spouse how do yeah. i join with my spouse as we take this together to do the work that you've set for us to do you know in genesis it says that he put us together and he said now this is good and Mm -hmm. so god knew hey i'm gonna put this gift in your husband i'm gonna put this gift in the wife and i'm gonna put those guys together and man what a good thing that is going to be for my kingdom like god is excited for your marriage and the mission that you guys have together yeah so whenever whenever we just started talking about this discussion and what our mission was going to be i just want to share with you guys because the 
closest thing I could see to, or I could come up with to gather, well, who would tell us? Who could I say? What do you see in our marriage? <laughs> what kind of mission are we on together? And mm-hmm. the thing that immediately stuck out to me was my children. <laughs> yes. We've got a heap of them. So I'm like, they, they get to see us, you know, good, bad, <laughs> the ugly. For better, for worse, in sickness and in health, they have a mm-hmm. front row seat at it. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to pick their brain and be like, okay, guys, what do you see in mom and dad that you might take on from here on out and say, man, that's, you know, mom and dad did this. And that really was like, that was Jesus in their marriage. Mm-hmm. So we asked them, I said, what do we do that makes you see Jesus in our marriage. And it's really humbling and scary (laughs) to ask for somebody's opinion like that. (laughs) I was like, ah, so be gentle. But you know, I didn't know exactly what they were going to say, Mm -hmm. but it was really wonderful. And okay, so their response was number one, They said, you work really well together. Like, you serve well together. You help one another. You take time when you need it to drop what you're doing if somebody needs the other one's help. If they're sick, you take care of each other. You guys read the Bible together. You respect one another. You pray together. You teach us things. They specifically said, dad teaches us confidence. And mom (laughs) teaches us all these things that we don't know about our emotions. (laughs) (laughs) especially when we feel like we're struggling and they said and you guys pray a lot for us and lastly they said and we know that we can ask you anything we can talk to you about anything and you will not get mad at us Hmm. and that was the biggest uh, that last part is like what I was like oh you guys (laughs) because I felt like if anything, because we are so far from perfect. We are far from the perfect parents. But I always want my babies to know, hey, if I mess up, I can go to mom and dad. I can tell them what I'm struggling with. I can tell them if I have totally messed up, if I have really went off the deep end in sinful things. And I know that instead of just getting mad at me, they're going to talk to me about how to get back. They're going to, yeah. they're going to, help me get back where I need to be. Yeah. And I mean, that's Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm yeah. just like, oh, thank, thank you, Lord, for that. I thank you that if if that's all we get right with teaching these kids, yeah, then I'm so thrilled that they have given that because that's, you know, people might say, well, lots of non-Christian people's kids would say that, but there has been so much work going into the background of that mm-hmm. to truly, you know, to be best friends with my husband, to not resent one another, to lay all the baggage and the junk down that we've gotten through in the past to really love one another well and to show that an example. And, you know, we don't, haven't always read the Bible together. We haven't always had the most respect for one another. We. So, you know, there's been times that we've been really disrespectful and rude to one another, that we've lost our temper. We haven't been slow to anger. Right. But our kids 
see the times whenever we do choose to yeah. bite our tongues and to be like, no, I'm not going to respond out of anger. I'm not going mm-hmm. to bite back if I feel like I've been disrespected. Or they see whenever they come to us with something that was really hard to own up to and say, okay, get over here. We're going to pray. And now we get to see that fruit in our children. And so seeing them whenever, you know, whenever little sister says, I have a headache to see the 14 year old, you know, teenage boy go to his little sister, his seven year old sister and say, Hey, can I pray for you? It's just like, Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Like, look at these, look at these kids. And you know, they do the same, the same for us. If they see us and it's, Hey mom, can I pray for you? Hey dad, you're not feeling good. Let's pray for you. And it's just like, wow. Wow. God, like you tell us to do these things. And now look what we get to see. We get to see this beautiful fruit. So I want everybody to walk away from this with seeds, (laughs) seeds in your heart, seeds that you know what to do with, how to cultivate, how to grow them, how to take care of them and nurture them. Um, We're all known by our fruit. So these seeds we believe are going to be fruit for you. Yeah. And And even for myself, like not having kids that are old enough to like tell me what I'm doing well or what I need to work on or whatever. Like, I mean, I don't think Theo being like almost three, don't think he would fully understand this, but to know that I'm laying a foundation now and I'm starting these practices now and something I can continually work on, you know, and having kids or not, this is something that you can be continually conscious of with those around you, people you're in contact with all the time. It's like, Hey, asking someone who you trust and who knows you as a couple and be like, okay, do you see Jesus in our marriage? And, you know, how do you think we're doing at loving those around us and things like that? So yeah, I think that's really good, Rusty. And I, that's so beautiful, a beautiful picture of what God's doing in your, in your home. Yeah. And I mean, number one, just touching on the fact that, you know, we are not a perfect home. <laughs> our kids really do get to see us at our worst as well. Yeah. And so yeah. just that encouragement of knowing that, oh, thank God, that's not all you see. You know, <laughs> I've seen a, I saw a post, a, a post once that said something along the lines of, Kids' memories are funny. You never know if they're going to remember the time that you prayed for them whenever they didn't feel well or if they're going to remember the time you dropped them off for school and you forgot your pants or something like that. You know, and it's just like, which one are you going to remember? Are you going to remember the time that I yelled at you and lost my cool? Are you going to remember the time that I sat down and I took an extra 15 minutes to play with you and to really make sure that you felt loved and seen and appreciated? And yeah. So it's such an encouragement to know that. And it also, I think that, I think that kids can be a really great reflection of the father. And so Mm. seeing the grace that they've given us is really wonderful because it also just reminds me like, hey, Jesus sees me like this too. Like, man, I haven't done X, Y, Z good enough lately. But Jesus is like, hey, but you, you, maybe your prayer time wasn't 45 minutes today, but you spent a good 10 minutes really in the word and you let me speak to you through that. And it's just like, thank you, God, for those reminders. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, it's interesting how, like having these conversations now with you on, you know, what's a missional marriage and, you know, how can we be cultivating that in our life? I feel like it's just really, I don't know. I feel like everyone has the opportunity to just look inside and, and figure out, okay, you know, where are we at? Like, where's the meter? Like, how would you rate this? (laughs) So I think it's, yeah, I think it's just really good to have these conversations as a couple too, and like to pray about it and, you know, pray together, be intentional about it, you know, have those times where you're not distracted by your kids or by, you know, I don't know. I feel like we can all have so many different things going on in our lives, but to actually have the time to even just come together as a couple and spend some time in the word. And yeah, I think it's just, it's really a healthy, healthy thing to do. So I'm glad we're talking about this. Yes. And it's just, it's a wonderful and a beautiful thing that just to always have that reminder, like, Hey, we're right here right now, but let's not stay here. Or maybe you've forgotten or you've forgotten, you know, what your mission was as a couple, but you're deciding I'm ready to bring that back. I'm ready to put our focus on that again. And so let's do that. Like let's hit our knees right now and pray and ask God to remind us of the mission that he's put us on together. Let's go for prayer. Let's ask our friends because maybe you don't have kids. So, you know, we talked about, Hey, ask your friends, what do you see in us? things like that really do that like yeah just plan an evening to get together with your friends and everybody go around and point out the gifts that you see in one another like at some point we are usually to where we can hang out with our friends or we're doing something I mean if you don't have kids especially you're doing something on the weekends (laughs) your kids aren't the only ones that you hang out with so (laughs) I've got this oh, your little guy. guy. <laughs> he is readily agreeing so with every single thing that we say. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Something that comes to mind, Rusty, is um, for the couple who maybe it's like the woman or the man, whatever, someone in the couple, they're like, okay, like that sounds great. But my husband or my wife isn't actually on the same page as I am with this yet. And yes, I know my gifts and I know my callings and I know theirs too, but they're not walking in them or you know, choosing to, to serve in that way, or they don't want to pursue this with me right now. Like what advice do you figure we could give or some encouragement for people who are in that, like in between stage where they're just, you know, on their knees, but they're by themselves. So I just, I mean, my heart and my mind automatically go to the scripture where, I mean, it's specifically addressing wives, but it says, you know, maintain your faith and keep going because it might be through your faith that your spouse is encouraged and they then too join in with you and so just pursue it and go full force with what you are doing with what god has laid on your heart you can't make your spouse do anything and no the desire and the the urge we have to fight like to nag them into being who we see you know and the potential that we see in them and saying come on just get to this potential that i see so wonderfully in you it's not going to help anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to actually put a bitter taste in their mouth. I mean, they're not going to want yeah. to join up yeah. with a super spiritual person who makes them feel like garbage. If that's that's not the love of yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And so, I would just say number 1, 
Do not underestimate the power of your prayers for their heart, for God to Mm -hmm. give Mm -hmm. them wisdom, to open their eyes to what he's doing in your life and to give them a desire for the same thing. And so go to God, lay them at the feet of Jesus, and then continue doing what God has placed in your heart to do. You are first and foremost responsible for your obedience to God. Yeah. (laughs) Be obedient to God. Be obedient to what God has called you to be and then just trust that God's going to finish the work. He's going to keep working on that spouse. He's going to keep doing that. But I also read Mm -hmm. something and I just want to share it here because man, oh man, did it ever stop me in my tracks one day. And it said, if you are the more firm like believer in your marriage and if the way that you believe makes you look at your spouse and say, I am so much further along in my walk than you. That right there, that thought right there proves that you, in fact, are not more or further along in your walk Mm. than your spouse. Because comparison and feeling like you are superb or higher than the person that God has called you to love and serve with, those two things cannot go hand in hand. You cannot simultaneously Mm -hmm. be the one who is more advanced, more or further along in their walk and also be feeling that you are further along in your walk and feeling like you look down on your spouse because that's not how Jesus loves. No, no. And I think too, um, it can be easy if you're in a situation where, you know, you're feeling like, you know, I just, I need to run. I need to chase after the stuff that God has for me, but my spouse is way back, you know, in the back. I think at some point, like you had already mentioned, it is okay to continue on. Like you don't have to just stay back and well, I'm just, I'm just going to wait and wait. And so we can do this together, which yeah, that would be awesome. But at the same time, like you said, we are our own people as well as we're in a marriage, but at some point you need to take control of you and take charge and your own faith and your own destiny and calling that God's placed on you to then run after the things that God has for you. So I think even though there is a place for, um, you know, having your spouse come alongside you at the same time, if you have that, you know, inside that burning, well, I just need to take this and I need to go have my missional marriage, but, you know, be on mission, but just I'll go and you catch up. Like, I feel like there's a place for that too. Absolutely. And there's a, I think there's a script, I think it's in, I think it's in Samuel, but it is something that I have like highlighted in two different colors and written largely in the margins of my Bible because man, oh man, did God use it to speak to my heart one day. And it was obedience is greater than sacrifice. And so like first and foremost, we are responsible Mm. for our obedience. Whenever it comes time, whenever we are standing in front of Jesus one day, he's not going to say, hey, what's up with your spouse? Why didn't they do this? He's not going to say that. He's going to say, hey, Rusty, I give you the gift of encouragement. Why did you not go and encourage those people whenever you saw them? Because you thought it would make your spouse uncomfortable? No, I needed Mm. you to go and encourage that person. That day you were going to be me for that person. I needed you. And I don't want to hear Jesus say that. (laughs) I want... Yeah. I want yeah. I don't want to pass those opportunities to show God how much I appreciate the wonderful gift that he did 
that he gave and that he put into me. He gave me a gift of encouragement. Mm-hmm. He gave me other gifts. And I want to do my best. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to have to answer for my spouse. I'm going to have to answer for myself. And this is like truly the only yeah. thing I think in marriage that it, where it comes to where it's like, nope, you first. Because I truly believe, you know, mm-hmm. we are one that it is, it is about laying down, you know, our needs and serving our spouse. But it is always Jesus first. It is always God first. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you are super confused, if you don't know what that looks like walking that out, 100% take the time to really commit to pray and ask God to show you what it looks like for you to be somebody who is fully going after Jesus and what he has for you, but also to be a wonderful support and still that helper that your spouse needs you to be. So at the end of the day, we ask, what does this look like? How do I walk this out? How do I be this person who is living the gifts that God has given in me? And so I just want to share this quick little wrap up and that is when you see somebody who needs prayer pray for them if they don't feel well pray for them because those people are going to look at us they're going to see us deciding to do that and they're going to say that's jesus in them that's a mission statement knowing Mm -hmm. that your Mm -hmm. friends your kids anybody in the church knowing that you're a safe place that they can come to and ask a really tough question to without fear of judgment or that you're going to run off and gossip or be look at them differently to be that safe Mm -hmm. space to be that person that's jesus in us that's what they're gonna see to see us biting our tongue and choosing to love and to honor and to be joyful despite maybe a person cutting in front of us in line or not driving well that's Jesus in us. People are going to see that. They're going to notice that. And to see us laying down our own desires, our own wants, and to serve, they're going to see Jesus in us. Jesus came. Mm-hmm. He came to love, to serve. And if there is one major goal that we have from here going forward, it is going to be for people to see within us, within our marriages, that we are here to love and to serve. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging with us today as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions, and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram. You can find our handle in the show notes alongside any resource links we mentioned in the show. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. We are so honored to walk this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.